What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny Studio Ghibli, Miyazaki in review. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Ponyo, ponyo, ponyo. This movie was a ripoff of Totoro. Dude, did you, did you hear that the mom sang the Totoro theme for a second? Did she? For really? a bit? Yeah. 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 It's awesome. just, there's some fantastic. dialogue in it where she says, I'm happy as can be. And I guess uh, it's the other Totoro song. It's the <laughs> beginning the March. Intro. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. yeah. But I will accept no slander of the Ponyo song. Did you listen through the entire credits? No, I couldn't get five seconds into it. I was like, wow, the, the whoever. Yeah. It's like it's like everyone quit that made Totoro, and then the next class was like, we just need to make something that's as good as Totoro. So they just tried to make that song at the end. And Miyazaki's rolling over in his grave right now, dude. No, you need He's to fucking alive. you He's need to alive, listen. Yeah. Very much alive, but you need to listen to the full credit song it's about, bumping it's about halfway through it there's it's a flat. remix and it turns into a rap and it gets fucking psychedelic it's okay. insane okay. it's fucking you know insane I'm back on uh, the we have the the right side of history here andy cortez what because <laughs> you you fuck with the song unlike some people oh sure yeah yeah yeah. i enjoyed it i enjoyed Andy's the song like, what, more what than i enjoyed fuck? the movie and uh we also have kevin coelho the big dog i don't know what's wrong Ooh. You know, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand. Are you just talking you... about it in, your, in general in your life, or <laughs> no, no, with this, with with the uh, OBS Stream yeah, Deck yeah. setup. Like, why did it yeah. flash to a screen that had the the background? Then it stayed on questions. there for a little longer than I wanted to. Then it flashed to this window that didn't have a background. I'll figure it out. Here we are. It's okay, it's okay, Kevin. Yesterday was the start of the NFL football season. Millions of eyes are watching the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. And there's an advertisement for a new show coming to the Peacock Network. Mm-hmm. And they misspelled the word official on a Great. on a oh, national – nationally broadcast I that I spell commercial. I've been there. I've been there. Oh, yeah, like, me, wow, me, dude. Me, that I, sucks. Cannot comment on that. No. That is terrible. Yeah, I'll That's never be comment. able to spell the word edited right. How edited? many T's? I always like, and then freak ed, myself and out. It's edit and then ed. Mm, okay. You got yeah. me, Andy. <laughs> I'll never fuck it up again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is In Review. We do it every, <laughs> or most, Tuesday and Friday here on twitch.tv slash games, where we come at you live. You can watch it later on youtube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com. Uh, if you want to get the show ad-free, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad and Al Tribesman did. Uh, we appreciate Momo and you Al, coming mm-hmm. to NBC Peacock mm-hmm. Network. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it's official. Uh, you can also listen to this as a podcast to show your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reviews. And we'll be right there for you uh, today. And why is Belinda about, not here? Because she's got a lot of work. She's got a lot yeah, of work. Yeah, it was Ubisoft Forward yesterday. So now she has to, you know, figure out that. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. But <laughs> yeah, she will out. join us uh, next week for the finale of Studio Ghibli, Miyazaki and Review. The Wind Rises, the final movie uh, in I'm all of this. I'm excited to watch that one. Um, and then we'll announce what we're doing after that. It's exciting stuff. Very excited. Probably won't expect it. I'll tell you that much. Oh. Um, and also just a note, Batman in Review is on Monday next week. So stay tuned for that. Batman 1989, Nick. Let's go. Ah, 
I almost Anyways. watched it last night, but I want to come in fresh. And and when my my wife asked me why, she's like, "Why don't we just watch it tonight?" I was like, "You don't understand the battle that's about to ensue. Battle. You don't understand how hard I'm going to fight to keep the 1989 Batman at least in the top three, and I'm going to fail because." You jackals are going to circle and you're going to get together and you're going to somehow outvote me so that Batman Forever is number one or some stupid shit like that. And I quit and this channel forever. And you know what? You'll deserve it because Princess Mononoke is at number four somehow. Like, what oh the fuck God. are we you doing? You know what, Andy? Here's what, what I want you to do. What have been doing here? Andy, I want you to do a Hobbit in review by yourself. You have to watch all the extended <laughs> editions of The Hobbit and I'm then down. do the plot recaps. And I then will do it. The barrels. And then it was 48 <laughs> frames per second. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a fucking. Uh, filmed play on stage. It's Crazy. fucking weird. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, today we are talking about Ponyo, released on July 19th, 2008. Now, this is the first animated feature film since Princess Mononoke in 1997 to be created and painted on traditional animation cells. And that's going to come up later because there are a lot of facts about this movie and its animation. Uh, this is once again directed by Hayao Miyazaki, uh, music by Joe Hisaishi. Budget of $34 million, box office of $203.2 million, making it the fourth highest grossing anime film of all time. Uh, runtime of an hour and 41 minutes. Awards? This one wasn't nominated. This no. one this one didn't this one didn't make the cut. <laughs> Solid pass. Hard pass. <laughs> um, but uh, some fun facts for you. The fun facts for you here is the opening 12 seconds involving vast schools of fish and undersea creatures required 1,613 pages of concept sketches to develop because that's how many different weird sea creatures and shit were all floating around. Yeah. Wow. And the animation in this is amazing. It's, it is a trippy psychedelic adventure. Um, I just, I didn't vibe with this one specifically just cause it was a little far out there and I'm like, I don't, and there was not really too much of a conflict. And then also they're, they're pushing like this weird love angle with these kids. And I'm five like, I don't old. think they're he's, five years old. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if these kids are um, of, of age to really make this choice, uh, this life-altering choice, and commit to each other right now. Um, but I did really appreciate it. choice. Yeah, because otherwise the tsunami too. was going well, to destroy. Well, it was also yeah. a planet-causing like problem, right? You're right. You're right. Yeah. What well, well, one thing I noticed about yeah. the art style immediately is that the characters didn't have a sort of cast shadow on them, which I thought was bizarre like they didn't have a the characters were all just flat until yeah. towards the end of the movie and that immediately stood out to me as well as the backgrounds the backgrounds didn't look painted the, the backgrounds had kind of a color pencil look to them or something like that i don't know yeah, what I the hell like it that was though. i like it looked different style, i liked I, it i liked it yeah I think that, um, uh, let me go through a couple more facts here about the, the look of it. So uh, the level of detail in the animation resulted in 170,000 separate images, the most that have ever appeared in a Miyazaki film. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki drew. Tim, your mic is totally in focus and you aren't at all. And it's fucking with my eyes really badly. Hayao Miyazaki drew most of the sea and wave imagery himself because he's a fucking badass. That's experimenting badass. Uh, with making it as expressionistic as possible. John Lasseter said that he had never seen water animated so beautifully before. Which yeah, there was moments of this that looked like a Van Gogh painting, and I, and I really appreciated that. And I love a lot of the imagery of their little house on the on the hill, and the waves around them are like almost bigger than the house. I like all that stuff. I think all of it worked really well. It's just for me, like the story kind of fell a little bit flat in sort of the plot, which was I wasn't quite sure who was the bad guy, who was the good guy the entire time, or what the heck was going on. But also, is this 
loosely based off of, do we go over this? Is this based off of the Little Mermaid myth at all? Yes, it is. It is. Okay. That's I what I thought. Because I was like, guys, my computer is just typing stuff right now. Cool. Oh, gosh. And, and like, <laughs> I, what's like, it saying? Is my, it like my warning? Keyboard, my keyboard isn't even connected. It's not on Bluetooth. It's not like, like, you know, it's not working, but my computer's just typing shit. Read us the message. I really hope it's it said to you. Is it just random? It's just oh, random, dude. It yeah. fucked up a game in Valorant yesterday, and I thought it was my keyboard screwing up, but it's just screwing up. Wait, I don't but know it has to you have that be... problem in Predator yesterday also, where your shit was just going wonky? Or was that your controller? I think that's what you um, said. No, that was, oh, no, that was, was PS4. Oh, okay, that was PS4. I think y'all are tripping. This movie was awesome. I loved yeah, everything yeah. about it. It was just weird enough. That it's the Miyazaki weirdness, but it actually had a plot that was easy to follow. Characters that I really like. It kind of solved all the issues that I had with Howl's Moving Castle, where it's just like, damn, it has the classic Miyazaki. Do we really need this many moving parts? Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Let's have a bazillion fish in water while it's all moving. And also, endearing shit, voice actors that are fun. Yeah. Is that Miley Cyrus's little sister? Yeah. Is that oh. the other Jonas brother? Did you know that there was a fourth Jonas brother? Because I didn't until Joey told me. And I here didn't he know is. was a third Lawrence brother either until we brought that him and, and Liam Hemsworth hang out? Yeah. They do, yeah. and they commiserate. Like Liam Hemsworth probably like told him some stories, to, like set him straight. That's oh no, not Liam. Right. I'm thinking of the third one, the one that was in Westworld. Yeah, because Chris well, and yeah, Liam yeah. are the more known ones. The third one, the one that was yeah, in Westworld. Yeah, but I feel like Liam is is that. less enough known that like that because Chris is so well known, you know. Yeah, yeah. sure. You know who's Anyways. really known though? Liam Neeson, who's yeah. the voice of the fucking yeah. weird wizard dad guy. That was yeah. cool as shit. Matt Damon, was, the voice that, of that. the other dad. That character had a really cool design to him. You know what it reminded me of, Tim? It reminded me of key art for that that you would see in a like a Prima or Prima. How do you pronounce it? The, Prima. the guides, Prima, Prima guide. Yeah. Of like Link to the Past, or it's funny or, you say um, that because yeah. I'm going to go a different direction, Andy. That's close. It reminds me of the CDI Zelda games. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Where it's like I did not like his design at all. Oh, no, no, but I, I, in terms of just, like, it, it reminds me of a, when you're scrolling through the, the Prima guide or whatever, dude, what is my fucking computer doing? Um, and you would see, like, just a character drawn of, like, here's the concept art for that character that you only see in a little pixel size or whatever, but here's how he really looks. Like, ah, like, that's exactly what it reminded me of. Um, the movie, I, it, it was, I paused at a point where they are floating through the river, on the little boat that they blew up, right? Paused that they right there uh, too. Not blew up, but that they embiggened or whatever. Enlarged. I, I paused there. And you could have told me at that point that there's three minutes left in the movie or an hour. And I would have believed both answers because it <laughs> it felt so meandering. And we get to that point and I look and we have 24 minutes or something where the 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 boats and the sort of like a I don't know what what do you call them the police or the whatever the fuck they were they, on the boat, they, had, they had all the sli- the civilians with them on the boats they were like do you need yeah. any help or whatever there was twenty minutes left and I thought how is this movie gonna close like <laughs> what's minutes. the resolution gonna be because I don't even know what they're what you know I can't tell where this movie is headed and I I did feel like it was just really meandering I still enjoyed it like I enjoyed all the little like kids stuff and it was really cute and you know the kids interacting with each other was adorable but I I don't know I just felt like I would rather watch a lot of other Miyazaki movies right now 
yeah, I I really 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 like the art style. Like multiple times, I was like, "Holy shit, this looks like somebody got like a you know really pretty children's book, and made it into a movie." Like every frame is very deliberately painted. The backgrounds having that like slightly color pencil, slightly lighter than than the characters' design worked really well. I thought it was like the opposite of what the moving castle looked like in um in Howl's Moving Castle. Where the moving castle looked like it was, uh, you know, just placed there. It kind of looked like a metal slug. Um, like, they figured out that technology to make that work. That being said, I thought this one was cute, but I paused at that exact moment Andy's talking about. And I was like, wait, what? 20 minutes left? There's no way. So it's just, I feel like the story is really 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 slow it's cute but like i i wouldn't say it has any rewatchability you know i feel you i think tim's yeah. frozen no he's back no he's there I'm, there he is for a second he was just frozen in thought tim, um, i'm with kevin and, and, and uh, andy on this i feel like um it's just lacking in plot a little bit this is more of, of a kid's movie for me and i think it was fun to watch and if i had kids i, I would really enjoy like watching and experiencing this with them animation's great the story's just very straightforward and there's not a lot of complications in it or a lot of real like character development but i mean how much character development can you have when your main characters are five years old i think it's adorable i love the main character i think uh satsuki is like is just this adorable like innocent thing who's just trying to do right by this fish that he loves and uh ponyo is adorable as well even though she doesn't realize that her power is destroying the world um, and then just shout out to Betty White. You know, if Betty White's in Absolutely. it, I get behind it. Number one. Number one. Wow. Yeah, no, you, I, went, I, you went from uh, kind of. I forgot Betty White was in it, Andy. That was the whole point. <laughs> okay. I like how this movie seemed. I like how it seemed really framed around uh, his point of view. And I kind of the whole movie did feel very five year old. Kind of the all the wonder around it and all of that. And him him dealing with the loss of Ponyo for that time. It's like that hit so hard. And to double that up with his dad not being there but like him still being stoked about the dad but like i the mom's dealing with all of that i really enjoyed and it reminded me a lot of the totoro family dynamic uh just in a different way like a different more i don't even want to say modernized but just kind of like the moms and also tina fey kills it as uh yeah, the performance the of the mom. And we, yeah. we finally got a hot mom let's do it guys like, let's, we got, let's we got go. a hot, like thank we've god had, we've had plenty of hot dads we got a hot mom and i like she's an absolute babe but i totally agree with you tim i think tina fey kills the performance i just felt like i would have wanted to explore that a lot more because by the end of it the dad shows up back on the shore and i kind of forgot he existed and like Anything having to do with the mom or the dad and the mom being frustrated with that relationship, mm-hmm. I feel like it was just barely like we got a peek into that relationship. But that's what I understand. Liked about it. We understand what it's about, but I I don't know. I just wanted more of it. I don't I, like I feel like they threw it in and then it was just kind of there and we moved on. I, I feel like that was the point, though, is I feel like it's not supposed to be this buttoned up like, oh, they learned something and then they yeah, come they back together. It's like. This is the reality that they need to deal with. Like he's out there, he's doing this stuff, and she kind of copes with it by helping these old people and by caring about them so much. And it's like she's like she's so tired of caring about so many other people. And like you see her just kind of like lashing. She's constantly lashing out. And it's like whereas the Totoro dad was like always doing the right thing for the the kids, 
uh, she kind of seems to always kind of be doing the wrong thing for her kids, for her kid, eventually mm-hmm. kids with Ponyo. And it's kind of like they're taking care of her in a lot of ways. But that's why I really enjoyed this movie because it, it felt like it was from his perspective where it's like I, I wonder how much of that was was real is kind of just how he was feeling about it all. And like, I, I just thought this, it was, it was interesting. And it kind of like this one more so than any of the other ones besides spirited away and princess Mononoke kind of hit all the marks for me of having the cute stuff, having great animation style, the music being awesome. There being a story I cared about characters that mattered, like action scenes that were like interesting and, and well choreographed, like the whole tsunami scene that's super straight out of Aquaman, uh, was fun to watch and her running on the the, the fish the and the fish. waves and all That's stuff great. and like how much it, it evoked that that Japanese painting of the of the tsunami you know mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about like I don't know the name of it but like yeah, I know what you're talking about uh, I just thought that stuff was was really really cool and then you add that to this fucking bizarre as shit character Ponyo when she screams teeth and her fucking teeth pop out oh it was like fucking Miyazaki what the hell are you on yeah when she tastes blood for the first time is you go what movie is this going to become you don't really quite know really really creepy for me I think the movie is just I mean and I totally understand everything you just said I totally grasp why you like this one Tim for me I like it when it's a little less literal and for me Totoro I think the magic of that was you weren't really sure if a lot of this stuff was happening in the girl's imagination as a coping mechanism or if it was actually happening in real life and of course the end of it you get a little subtle nod of like hey maybe all this was real or the magic of of youth and the magic of of change is real in this it's just a little too you know Part of it, I was like, oh, this kid's just imagining that, that Ponyo is going to be a real girl or whatever. But then when she turns into the fantastical, it just it kind of loses a little bit of that power for me, um, largely because I just think there's there's less of an internal struggle and more of just an external struggle, which is fine. Again, as, as an experience of an hour and 45 minutes, I thought it was great to watch and super fun. I just it wasn't as impactful to me as watching two um, you know, siblings deal with change and deal with potentially the loss of their mother and then having to make this make-believe world that they can then recede into as a coping mechanism. And it was uh, similar to Spirited Away, right? Where it's a similar concept where we're like, we're not sure if any of that stuff was actually real or not, but we get that that is a was real. Um, a hyper... We well, know that one was real. Because she had I guess it's the headband. They come out and they, 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 come out and they, they find the car. But also we know um, she had the headband, yeah. too, right? She had the what? The she had the headband at the very end that they gave her uh, and spirited away. Oh, right, right, right. Um, um, but also, yeah, the car had been out there aging and stuff. That was right. So part. so for me, like, but but looking at that, like you could ha- until that point, I was interpreting it as, oh, this is her internal struggle that she is imagining. We're seeing that through her hyperactive imagination, right? Similar to Totoro, where she goes into this forest. In reality, you look at the forest, there's not really much of a forest at all. There's just a big tree and, and a thicket of tree, uh, you know, of bushes and stuff like that. So I just, I liked, I liked that manner of storytelling a little bit more because it focuses more on what's happening with the characters and how they overcome these these challenges. And this one, it's just a lot more straightforward. But I think his his purpose was to just make unbelievable images and art on screen and then just put uh, Liam Neeson in... Uh, like a David Bowie esque outfit, and just let him fucking rock. That's yeah, all you need to do. Let him rock. I guess again, Tim. I I totally agree why you enjoy those parts. I just feel when we get to the end of the movie, and you know the dad's back. I just feel like it just didn't do anything for me. Like I, if if you're gonna give us such awesome uh, character subjects like the you know this interaction between the the mom and the dad and have them have this sort of strained relationship showcase on screen 
I just want I want to see like make a movie out of that then like it it just fe- it felt shoehorned into this movie about a magical goldfish trying to stop the moon from crashing into earth like it, it, I don't know it felt it felt all kind of bizarre to me one question I do want to pose to the whole group though who would win in a race M- hot mom from here mm-hmm. or not hot dad from spirited away car race uh, they, they both, hot mom. Hot I thought, mom here. Here, here, the answer is hot mom so much that I thought you were going to say hot mom or Dominic Toretto. And I was oh. considering giving it to her. So. Got it. Yeah, because I mean, because not hot dad from Spirited Away was zooming through that forest as if there were no trees. Like this I dude was like yeah. reckless. I think the more important matchup would be her versus Lupin because he actually knows how to drive oh. a car. Whereas the wow. dad from Spirited Away is just trying to prove that he's young again. And the mom's like, here we go again. We're going to pop a tire. We're going to be back to the wheel. It's, you know, it's hard to, it's easy to, to forget about Lupin because that took place before quarantine started. It's true. Yeah. That took place in, in October, 2019 that we watched that movie. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Let's get to the plot. Ladies and gentlemen, let's kick it off. It's Ponyo or Ponyo, if you want to say it like that, which is how I wrote it for some reason here. Because okay. <laughs> I do want to say it like that, Nick. Thank you. you. It's yeah. just sort of corrected it that way. And that's how I'll say it for the rest of the year. Now, uh, we start in the ocean with lots of really pretty jellyfish that if you fall into will kill you in a very excruciating manner. A weird dude that looks a lot like Ziggy Stardust stands on the bow of his weird, cool submarine that's in the, in the bottom of the ocean and drops bubbles into the water and then uh, shoots a flashlight at a whale. And what? And this is why I asked this question to all of you guys. What does Miyazaki smoke to get to get in this headspace? You know, like how does he just? He's like, okay, then he's going to be in a bubble, and then he's going to put more bubbles, and then he's going to look like Ziggy Stardust. Ponyo, yeah, pops. He, he definitely looks like a uh, the way an eighties hairband star looks now. Like he reminded yeah. me of like Alice Cooper <laughs> sort of vibe. Now, you know? not in the eighties, but now with the gaunt, yeah. with the gaunt cheeks, and they're still, still going on gaunt. stage. And it's like this dude is minutes away from death. You know? Yeah, like Ozzy Osbourne still trying to yeah. snort an ant. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Pa- uh, Ponyo pops her doing little the ant. ants. He snorted an ant one time. That's he like, started the ant that I burned. Yeah. 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 No, you didn't burn it first. It got spit out, and it was like, "I want death." And Andy's like, "I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you your release." You gotta uh, let this go. It's not working, Nick. As your friend, I'm telling you. Ponyo pops her little head out of a porthole, and yeah, and then a bunch, a bunch of other little tiny Ponyos pop their head out of a, of a porthole, and this is my nightmare. Uh, Ponyo hitches a ride with a jellyfish up to the surface and takes a nap in the rays of the sun as they break through uh, the surface above, and then we get quote the beginning and uh, the Ponyo main title sequence, uh, and this whole thing is stunning. Again, it's done in that same uh, watercolor sort of like. Um, Van Gogh style that we've been talking about, and I think it's really pretty. Um, and then I'm thinking, oh, cool, it's they're going to break this. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you there. Uh, okay. It's weird that uh, there's like no dialogue at all in this movie for like the first, what, 15 minutes, it feels mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I might be wrong about that, but it felt like a very long time, like to the point that I was surprised when Ponyo talked. No, I think it's no, first dude, six minutes. No joke. Ponyo floats to the surface and it fades to black. And I thought, did I accidentally watch this movie at the end? Is dude, this the end of the movie? Dude, I thought it was like a Pixar short. It felt that way for sure. Yeah. And you're like, this. I don't know what the meaning of this is. Yeah. But it was short. Uh, Ponyo, of course. This is so wakes, deep. <laughs> he wakes up outside, uh, in the water outside of Sasuke's house and immediately gets caught in a fishnet. Man, the bottom of the ocean is really dirty. They should think about cleaning that thing out. Uh, she breaks away but gets stuck in a little bottle. And Sasuke finds uh, her near the shore and thinks 
She's a goldfish, except clearly she has uh, the face of a real human being. And if anyone who wasn't a five-year-old kid found this, he would immediately kill her. Am I wrong? But even the older ladies later, old lady later is like, oh, it has a face. Like, why are the other other ones like, yeah, everyone, everyone can see that this thing has a face and they have to kill it, kill it. This is an alien from another planet or from the deep. When they're finally rising up to kill us, we have to strike first strike hard. No mercy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No mercy. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Uh, she, let's see, she gets stuck in the wall. Then a big old weird wave with eyes tries to eat the kid, but Sasuke is unfazed, and the this world part was scary for me, is dude. terrifying. This part uh, was really scary for me. When he's yeah. running up the steps and he keeps chasing me, I was just like, run! Get up! Hurry up! With the little sandals. Uh, Sasuke <laughs> breaks the bottle with a rock and then runs back to the house, uh, and Fujimoto arrives, uh, and the wave monsters tell him that Sasuke captured his daughter, and he's like, oh no. And then Sasuke brings Ponyo back to life in a bucket while mom honks her horn. She has to leave for her job, and Ponyo and uh, Sasuke has to get to school. So it's all got to happen now. And then they spot Fujimoto just walking down the street with like a weed sprayer thing on his back, and he's trying to stay hydrated. And I'm like, what did you think was going to happen here? Because so mom, you, there was a moment where mom had a, you could see a flash in her eyes. She's like, run him over. This guy's no good. Fuck this, this guy. guy. I like how she dangerous. Shit. Like she would just refuse to talk to him. Was like, don't use weed whacker or weed, whatever killer. Don't Wait. use weed whacker. Don't use weed whacker. <laughs> <laughs> we whacker, man. She overreacted we so hard yeah. to all this. It's like, it's like I get this late. guy being weird. Just go around, get away from him. Don't even, don't even talk to him. But like, no, I, there's something about scale up to this part of the movie that like didn't make any sense to me because like when we see Ponyo the first time, she's bigger than all these other little fish, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then when when he when the little five year old is holding Ponyo in the thing. She looks like a, a, a normal tiny, like a, like a one of those fat goldfish. Yeah, she's right? about like this. The big ones with the big thing. eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. She's about the size of his hand, right? Yeah, I mean, but it's the, like a kid's hand, I oh, guess. Oh, like the uh, it's it's like the the. Regardless, the dad looks like bi- bigger than her, but not human size compared to her. And then when oh, he yeah. walks out of the ocean, I thought he was going to be like a. Three One foot and a half, tall. yeah, three foot tall, <laughs> not less than that. Little dude just kind of walking and spraying his shit. <laughs> He's just fucking human sized thing, and I was like, "What the hell is going on with this shit?" But then it's it's fine after that. But I just thought that was weird because these Miyazaki movies are usually really good about like not having consistency. Yeah, yeah. They race off to school, and Sasuke notices, looks down, and notices that the cut that he got on his hand uh, is gone because Ponyo had uh, apparently licked it or kissed it, and now it is gone. And then he's like, oh, thank you for that, and he offers her some bread, and then she refuses, and then he offers her some ham, and then she eats the whole damn thing in one bite. Now, guys, I know what you're thinking. This reminds me of the time that I ordered a salami sandwich from the Molly Stone with provolone, and then when I got home, I discovered, Andy, that they had forgot the salami and doubled up on the provolone. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. That does sound good, but you're not thinking about the fact that provolone is a taste amplifier. It on itself tastes like nothing. It tastes like nothing. Wow, I wasn't thinking about that. So it was a very, very, very disappointing sandwich, and I almost got back in my car and drove back up there, but I'm too fucking lazy, and it's coronavirus. Anyway. So it's, he's just so like loud, man. I like, fucking love it, dude. I, dude, I'll do no joke. After like five minutes in, I was expecting Sasuke to be like, "Ah, oh, this fucking goddamn fish!" Like, <laughs> smashes her head. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> let's see how you. Let's see how how much you can talk uh, without water. And he just spills her out of the dirt and watches her die slowly, like Andy does all those ants. Will uh, Andy kill her? Their friendship, though, is like what I enjoy most about this movie. And I think that 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 dynamic between the two of them and like, honestly, the love that they share and like love. Sure, it's five year old. So it's a fucking weird thing. 
but like they clearly care about each other so much and have so much fun together and go through so much together and like are are there for each other in like different points throughout the movie that like we haven't seen that dynamic in any of these movies like this type of friendship uh, uh, i think game. i've oh no, yeah, yeah keep going Go um, i was already about to, no i was just gonna spoil i was just gonna talk about the end but now we'll wait till we get there okay uh so oh, that's mom has to work early, at though, the old right? folks home leaving ponyo to walk the rest of the way which if it's a uh, convenient the school is right next door and he's got his little fish in a bucket uh he leaves ponyo in the bush because he's worried that his teacher will think if he heads in and then sasuke is greeted by uh kamiko who uh who wants to know what's going on in that bush and he's like i want to play and she's like and, and actually she says i want to play and then sasuke's like i'm busy and she goes you're not busy you're five <laughs> which is the best yeah. the whole belly, uh and the, the whole movie uh when he returns to ponyo he finds her dead the end jk she was just sleeping uh comic oh, catches damn. up with him and gives him shit about breaking the rules and then and then uh ponyo gives her the stink ass and then spits water in her face and it's like that's what you get for trying to hone in on my buddy uh ponyo runs back excuse me sasuke runs back to the old folks home and shows yoshi and taki the fish and yoshi freaks the fuck out she says fish with faces uh who come out of the sea cause tsunamis and everyone's like you dead on old bat there's <laughs> no way it, this dude. is happening nailed she it really 100%. Didn't. nobody Na- listener that's I want to give a shout out to the cast here, which is comprised of Betty White, Lily Tomlin, and Cloris Leachman, and they are all badasses in their own right. Lily Tomlin, do you guys know who that is? Andy of or Kev? No. Yes. Yeah, she was in that. I uh, mean, I Frankie could picture her in my head. Show, right? Yeah, Grace, there you go. Frankie Grace, yeah. She was also she was Aunt May in Spider Verse, which is cool. But the most yeah. important thing I learned today. Oh yeah. She's motherfucking Miss Frizzle. Let's go. Oh, wow. Let's go. What is that? Is that from uh, Magic School Bus? Magic School Bus. Oh, cool. So so uh, she so she voiced Aunt May in Spider-Verse, but she kind of looks like uh Doc Ock in Spider-Verse. A little she bit. Does. She's kind of got that it's kind of got that Which, curly hair. Yeah. They made her. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Uh Tucky tells him to put the fish back in the water before it causes a tsunami. So Sasuke runs down to the shoreline, but before he can throw the fish into the sea, it speaks his name and it's really cute. So he promises to protect her forever. A split second That's later. the point where I would have been like, this something's wrong. Yeah. You gotta go. Kevin, yeah, I want to fucking chuck yeah. that shit like a goddamn yeah, NFL quarterback on, on our hands here. Yeah. <laughs> uh split second later, Fujimoto and his wave gang pop up and steal the fish right out of Sasuke's hand. The end. Uh, Sasuke is bummed, so mom gets him some ice cream. And at this point, like I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. Story is over, right? Because when you're a kid, uh, ice cream just solves everything. I'm like super bummed. Here's some ice there cream. There was a couple right. times Thanks, she's driving, right? And he's eating the ice cream where I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a fair trade. You know, the fish is back yeah. home. You got the ice you cream. You had the fish for right. a half a day. Here's right? a fucking yeah. Tonka truck, truck toy and ice cream. Get over it, kid. You're five years old. You're not even going to remember this later in life when you're out when you're out there drinking the booze at in, in college, you know, exactly. trying to figure out who you are. No, um, like, imagine, imagine them in college, how confused Ponyo and him are going to be, where they're just well, like, are we brother and sister? I don't know. I don't know. Will it matter by then? I don't know. 20, I, lo- 20 years, I love nine, 18 years. He looks so fucking adorable in the car, all pissed off. <laughs> like yeah. such a Here, cute little image. Here's my real question, Andy. Not not to skip to the end for spoilers, but like, what is the dad gonna say when he comes home after almost dying on the sea? And Tina Fey's like, "Hey, I'd like to present to you our new daughter, but maybe yeah. also our daughter-in-law." I'm not quite sure how this. I think, this is it, I think the right way to present it is our new daughter-in-law. And then no, so but the okay, five, but like, I'm pretty sure the like god of water. Will yeah, this. but the the thing that I was trying to that I didn't want to get to earlier. Get is to like, it now, Andy. At the end, 
it seemed very, very, very romantic this whole time. It's very right? romantic. But then at the end, I feel like they tried to lean away from it in a way to just say, like, this this Ponyo just wants love. This Ponyo just wants to be loved as a human as opposed right. to a romantic relationship love because Ponyo once you know once Sasuke is like yeah of course I'll, I'll love her Ponyo kind of like gets out a little pale and then like swims around him and he like <laughs> and then Ponyo goes to swim to hot mom and swims around her too and my hot mom's like <laughs> and at that point I thought oh maybe they're just trying to show that Ponyo just wants to feel loved by humans very little mermaidish like I just want to be a human or whatever and so Ponyo just kind of like swimming around everybody being like look I, I have a family now this is this is what it feels to be loved I don't think Little Mermaid wanted to be loved by human. I think she wanted to be loved by that one dude, Gaston. She wanted to be where the people are, and yeah, but Gaston. She, she liked oh, that boy all day in the sun, man. I don't That's actually know wanted. the name of the. She prince. wanted to be human because she was fascinated with humanity. Eric. She had the forks and shit Eric. and all that stuff. Eric. Um, what a lame name, Eric. But yeah, so so at the end where, where Ponyo finally swims around the mom, I felt like that was more of a, I, I am loved, not in a romantic way, you know. I mean, first off, these are five-year-old kids, so it's like, yeah. it's, it, is it romantic? Is it not romantic? I, it, I think it was romantic for a five-year-old. Like that means a very right. different thing. It's but more than that, I do appreciate that. Like the that Sasuke, uh, that's his name, right? Sasuke. Sasuke. Yeah. When Sasuke uh, had to like confess his love, he said he loves all the Ponyos, and it's just yeah. like we got yeah, a little player he's... on our hands at this point, and it's like, yeah. oh shit! It's like he's committed, but he ain't he's fully just, committed. No, just leave, he, he's just leave like, the door open, leave my options open. I'm yeah. all, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the job, the job's taken, but I'm always taking applications. It's a good call. You know it's I mean. a good call. And you think the dad would be like, "Hey, you didn't want to fucking light Morse code me all this information? <laughs> like this is this is or, pretty important stuff. That yeah, a I magic, mean, hey, beep, 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 a magical school, a goldfish is now you know a human being now. And imagine well, how confused the dad would be. They were hanging out with the wall. Attacking. They were hanging out at the giant wave with all the boats. So like That's they true. know some magic shit there's is a, happening. There's, you know, there's a theory that there everybody is. died in the storm. And that everything post the storm is all just like, you know, uh, the death. Red. Everyone's death. Yeah, That's right. Everybody got death. Uh, a fact yeah. for you. Um, they're actually working on the first ever Miyazaki sequel, uh, Pon 2, that is about Ponyo 20 years later, uh, where Sasuke gets face tattoos. Mm. Um, so mm -hmm. stay tuned for, oh, that. Stay tuned oh, for that. I thought yeah. you were really going to give us a real fact. I got no, excited. Absolutely. <laughs> it's because his parents Halfway were super into him being married at five, and he's a Which, little conflicted about look, that. Look, I'm making a joke there, obviously, but y'all motherfuckers, do yourself a favor and look up Noah Cyrus, which is Miley's little sister, who's the voice of Ponyo, uh, because she's so like sounds so cute and adorable here. And then you look at her now, and like literally today, she's right. in headlines because she was on a boat and she fell down doing the WAP dance. And oh, great! Good like, for her. Didn't she? I just do love a big, it. Like she, she became famous for a little bit, right? That's what they all do, dude. You know I, I mean? So I thought I got this mixed up. I thought she's Noah like, Cyrus sure. was a boy, and I thought Noah Cyrus was the dude that was in the band Met. Uh, but, oh, what the fuck? There's, a, there's a band and they're really really bad but they had that song shake 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 it shake. it was like a big song like an, yeah face tattoo guy yeah wait a Metro minute station thank you linky dragon i think all that juice in the chat is saying that she dates lil xan yeah she's, which is, he's like the face tattoo guy god this was too easy this all just wrote itself 
Spy guys. Trace it's Tigers. Review. Trace Tigers. I'm going to tell you a thing right now. If you guys have a child, and then that one day when she's in her early teens, she brings home someone with a face tattoo, kill them all. And then you're <laughs> stuck. Oh, or she's yeah. Back to Ponyo. Just fire. Just, you know what I mean? Just fucking 1985 flamethrower the fucking whole group. Oh and then my just God. start Trace over. Cyrus looks insane now. Holy These people shit. are insane. Good for them. Uh, later that night, Sasuke leaves the green pail out on the fence. So Ponyo will know where they live if she comes back. And then Sasuke's dad calls with bad news. He was like, hey, man, I got to stay out one more night. And then mom is not happy about that and immediately starts hitting the hooch. She's just like, I am done with this. I My only coping me- mechanism here is either ice cream or alcohol. And we're all out of ice cream, Andy. Uh, Satsuke watches as his father's boat passes by the sea. And he signals S-O-R-R-Y, which spells sorry. And then Sasuke's mom uh, signals him something, 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 something. Bug which off. the subtitle said bug off. But in reality, it would be go fuck yourself or fuck yeah. off. Uh, I'm done with this. I'm 25 years old. I have a lot of life to live. You saddled me with this fucking kid, and now there may be another kid that this kid has to marry. And I'm not even sure if this is any of this is legal. And you're not here, Matt Damon. I love. You're off filming the next Born movie. I loved how fast it went though when she signaled. Like she was signaling that shit super fast. Really good. He responds with the whole boat lighting up. It was like, oh, this is a really sweet moment. I hope yeah, that and, it didn't, but... and, it, and it gets Sasuke. He's like, oh, that's awesome. He's, He's like, like, look, like, mom. ah! mom's, like, mom's like, that's how he fucking got me pregnant right yeah. there. Like, that's how he got me back. And I didn't want to do it. And he was like, look at all the boat. And she's like, I am turned on. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, dad, let's see. Uh, Sasuke confront, uh, comforts his mom. And he says, dad will be back eventually. He always keeps his promises, unlike Sasuke, who failed his one and only friend, Ponyo. Uh, then they eat ice cream together and all is okay. Down in his lair, Fujimoto tries to feed Ponyo some, some olives, but she doesn't want that. She wants Andy. What does she want? Um, ham. Ham. Uh, ham. Thank you. Ham. Yeah, you had one job in this whole time. <laughs> Andy, you really dropped the ball there. <laughs> and then she goes, I, not only do I want ham, I want feet. I want to be human. And then Fujimoto uh, used to be human, but he left that behind. I, lo- I, I love the obligatory Miyazaki exposition where one of the characters just talks for approximately five minutes just to tell you the whole backstory it, of what's it, going on here. What's weird is that we d- don't even kind of get the whole backstory. We just get a tiny glimpse of, like, I used to be human. I'm not human anymore. I'm going to go yeah. put this potion in there. If anything alive ever comes in here, oh, it would be problematic. It's, and it's like, wait, what? What the fuck? What's your plan? Are you trying to kill all the people? He's trying to kill everyone, right? Right. So I guess the idea was, I don't know where he got the potion from. And I think he was mining the potion from the Ponyos. I don't know if their poop made the potion. And then once the, but once the well is full, ladies and gentlemen, this, the, the sea is going to rise again and overtake the earth and we'll, we'll rule supreme. And that is the whole point of this, except at the end, he really just ditches out of that. I I thought the idea of it was that just way too much magical shit like released um like i like, get like too much magical potions Andy. or whatever release out into the world What's no, no he, was, he had he that was... one green potion and he pours it into the well and he goes as soon as this well is full like as soon as i can get all the magic into this well or whatever it has all these potions i don't know what was filling the potion man chat maybe you can help me out here but like we looked down and said as soon as this thing's full we'll have enough power and the ocean will rise up and everything will be okay. Yeah. But then I, I think when Ponyo does that, humans, yeah. What's up, Kevin? I think he literally says like the humans, like their time is over. Yeah. He wants to, he wants to have the oceans rise and take over the mainland and kill all the humans. Yeah. And he's like the time of the, the whole time of the elves full of water, which this makes total sense because when, when Ponyo, 
uh, inevitably goes up there and does that, he goes, we have to stop her. Hmm. And I'm like, why? Isn't that just a shortcut to achieving what you want? Isn't massive tsunamis around the world going to just achieve exactly what you want, which is killing all humans and letting sea life? Anyway, I digress, ladies and gentlemen, because it looks like Bowie. And he's like, Ziggy, play guitar. I think that the moon was only the first part. Because they're like, see, it's already pulling satellites uh, to Earth. So yeah, I think that, that was, like, cool. that was if, a cool what shot. If eventually the moon would crash. What if the moon wasn't there, though? Like, what if the moon just disappeared? No, oh, let's not go into this. Then let's I feel like that. everything would be fine. <laughs> At that point, everything would be fine. Uh, it's so, Tom birthday today, by the way. I disagree. That's true. Uh, he is, of course, doing all sorts of weird little experiments and is, and is like, I'm assuming genetic experiments here. And it reminds me a lot of, uh, what David was up to in Alien Covenant. Very, a lot of parallels between these two movies. You guys should, uh, show your kids Ponyo and then immediately turn that one on for him. You mean Prometheus, uh, right? No, Covenant. That's the second one. That's Dude, the Prometheus? one that's even more fucked up. Prometheus was bad. cool, man. A lot no, of people hated it, but I thought no, it was not cool. cool. Dog shit. Do you remember when cool. the guy, yeah. Andy, do you remember where the guy whose job was to make maps gets lost in a ship. And he's yeah. just like, which way am I supposed to go? Oh, what's this thing? I'm going to go up and give it a go too. kiss. Remember when the big, when the big ring, uh, uh, ship was like rolling and Charlie Stare just kept sideways. running straight. Run now, here, here, lady. Now, now, you cookie, cookie lady. I will say this as a, as a, as a, just a little to rebuff that one. Eventually the thing's going to stop and it's going to tip over. So I think their strategy was correct. Just keep running forward. Try to outrun it and hope to God it stops rotating and then falls on one of your enemies. Or if your kid brings home someone with a face tattoo, hope it falls on them. Then burn them all with fire. Get off the planet. I really Andy. hurt my nose. I really hurt my nose. I'm drinking this uh, Game Fuel energy drink. And like you see how this like little lip thing right here? You see that? The tab? Yeah, I, the pull tab? Yeah, the tab. Because it's like a resealable tab, you know? Mm-hmm. That's weird. You can do wow. that. And I, I sipped it. And then Isn't that cool? It hooked. It hooked my nostril. Oh, oh no. no. And it oh, hurts no. really bad. <laughs> I digress. Yeah. Uh, Fuji has, uh, let's see, then we get some talk about has her mom uh, has to ask Ponyo's mom for help, and I hope she's an octopus. In my brain, I'm like, she's a giant octopus. This is going to be great. Uh, he puts all the elixir, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, we get that the mom is this all-powerful mother of the sea, and it's Ponyo's mom, and I really want to know how they made this kid because part of me is like, that's because when you see her, she's 15 times the size of this guy. It reminds me a lot of she those weird fairies that pop up in the ponds in uh, Breath of the Wild. Anyway, um... Joey Noel, I know you're listening to this right now, and I fucking told you. I fucking told you. The moment they started talking about this big old mom, I was like, what's Nick going to say? How quickly is Nick going to question how they had sex and it yeah. was the first thing you said about her thank you nick i love you i assume i assume there's some level of him she climbing inside down. no she shrinks down they have no maybe she way. shrinks up and he just goes in there and takes a nap nobody oh, knows man. all of the little ponies shrinks up why why do you have to go that hard? you don't understand how the magic he of the sea works kevin you don't get it you're just a linear thinker i'm thinking outside i'm thinking outside the bubble <laughs> anyway, all of the little Ponyos bring Ponyo uh, back, and they burst their little protective bubble, and she sprouts chicken feet again. And then uh, the rest of the gold, uh, and, and then the rest of the goldfish uh, float the boat and try. Uh, excuse me, flood the boat and try to escape. Ponyo is sucked into this special well area where she gets hit with all the magic, and then that completes her transformation into a human and lights up the entire sea in gold. And this is a fantastically beautifully animated moment. Uh, the fish are all high as fuck and everyone's having a great time. Everyone's like, I don't ever, Tim, this is one of those nights where like, I don't ever want this night to end, but you know, it's going to end with a burrito. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. And not even a good one, but it's going to no, taste good at the time. Just Tomorrow though, 
Mm-mm. Yeah. You're going to mm-hmm. leave like a you're quarter of it, and then you're going to eat and be like, oh, no, that's what it tasted like. Yeah. yeah. You're going to smell the beef in it. And you're like, that was a little Is too gamey. Is there a cigarette that's in be... here? Yeah. Keep going. Kevin put a cigarette out in my burrito. Uh, they all burst up, and then boom, the, they burst through the water in front of Sasuke's father's boat, and and, and he spots Ponyo running on a, a goddamn fish in, in, in a tsunami, and all hell's breaking loose. Uh, back at the old folks' home, Sasuke passes out boat pa- uh, paper boats while the old bats wait for death to come. Uh, a storm outside makes the drive home insane, but Sasuke is worried about his dad's ship until he spots a giant fish eyeballing him, and he's like, okay, well, I got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> <laughs> right now thank Tim. you guys you great on. interview there it is you are on fire nick uh then a big wave hits and mom floors it and barely makes it past it and i love this whole scene because i think it's cool it's animated well and there's, there's always just something this about like crazy. trying out no it's crazy oh he's just great i didn't think she was gonna make that um there's always something about trying to outrun a wave in a car that just makes me just gets me going uh yeah, yeah the way when it's hot mom when it's hot uh, mom like all right yeah it's doing uh, stuff for me the wave chases their little car and Sasuke spots uh, Ponyo outside running on the fish's back like all of this is normal. And he gets very excited and then Sasuke gets out of the car to save Ponyo. But mom pulls him back to safety. Uh, they head back to their home on the hill, which is barely taller than the hill, the waves outside. And Sasuke sees his green bucket fall into the ocean. And then uh, Ponyo, of course, grabs it, picks it up and then runs to Ponyo. When she reaches him, she gives him a great big old hug and she is a fully realized kid. Uh, the clouds clear for a second as Sasuke's mom is super confused by all this. She's like, where did that kid come from? What has my son been up to? Is she confused though? And for a second, she is, and then she's like, she I just guess all this is rolls. Normal. She I just like- rolls with it, dude. And it gets to a point where she walks in. She's like, oh, you're Ponyo. Can you hold the slide for me real quick? I'll be right back. And I expect mm-hmm. her to walk back and then come back and with an axe and just like fuck this. Like, okay. <laughs> I, this no way, worldly creature. I I feel like her mom like sense kicked in where it's like, hey, I don't need to, like. You came out of nowhere. You might be some magical creature. Uh, can you just come in the house, make sure that we're safe? You know what I mean? I uh, I read it as mom and dad are having a lot of problems. What saves a marriage usually, guys? Let's have another kid. Oh, look at that. The ocean provided. Uh, they go inside. And then mom makes tea while Ponyo enjoys being a human for the first time. Uh, then mom gives her honey. Uh, and then I think this is where I thought, Tim, welcome to your first chemical dependency, ladies and gentlemen. Now you're really human. Uh, for me, of course, it was Fruit Loops back in the 80s. I used to mainline those fucking things. My parents were at Saturday Night Church. Why Saturday Night Church, Kevin? Because it was a 25-minute sermon and my mom cannot sit through an hour sermon. She that's just great. Dude, yeah. 20, that's awesome, minutes. man. Yeah, Dude, I... I you know, I, I I'm not really religious anymore, but I, whenever I go back home, I always go to like the the Christmas church, uh, church thing with my parents or with my family. And dude, the last one I went to was like an hour forty five, bro. <laughs> I was like, dude, dude this is a lot. Nope, Nick, this nope. is a lot. How yeah. how much of that was written down? Because you started as if you were like perfectly on script with it, and then you mm-hmm. just kept going, but it still sounded perfect. And that's the beauty of a Nick Scarpino in review plot is you never really know where the written down starts and where the other thing yeah. ends. And I, like I don't that. know that that's a compliment. You know what I, I mean? Don't think it it's is. just I don't it think is it just is. a statement. Uh, and I wasn't about to segue to an ad there, Kev, but it seemed like you were prepared for that. So it's okay. I can do it right now if you want. Yeah, I mean, let's it just seems do like it. The natural we also showed our YouTube upload page. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by uh, we have cool friends. <laughs> that page. I have to tell you that. What is I know for like, real. What are they seeing? What are they seeing? The There's not seeing it's the back end of our YouTube channel. No, it doesn't show anything, Nick. Uh, but what you could see is a bunch of cool We Have Cool Friends videos on the back end of our YouTube channel. Uh, we are doing some really cool stuff. We got uh, Jennifer Hale next week coming up where Greg Miller is going to interview her. Andy, who is she? 
she's Commander Shepard. Yeah, well, that's not how she sounds, but she's Femme Shep, and she's the fucking best, dude. She's also yeah. a million other things. Are you kidding me? Yeah. She's, like, so, not only Femme Shep, yeah. So she is going to get uh, her recording done today with Greg Miller. So you should get your questions in now, patreon.com slash kindoffunny to help make the show happen. Uh, go watch all the old episodes. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash W-C-H-F. Nope. W-H-C-F. F. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hard. Oh, it was yeah, hard, guys. Right. I didn't, unlike Nick, I fucked up, didn't write this I, down. And I, I don't just get to just like go and nail stuff. Nick is the goddamn master. Never fucking forget. Watch the We Have Cool Friends episode that Nick hosted with who? Eric Roberts. It was really fun. True. It's true. There's yes, that. And yes, yesterday's episode was fantastic. Are you with, kidding me? With, with who, Andy? With Jack Quaid of Huey oh, from The shit. Boys. Boy, season mm-hmm. one and two. It was a great interview, man. It was awesome. And you know what? Like Greg barely even talked about uh, Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan, which is re- like that was just something that was, you know, kind of brushed on. It was a really good interview, man. Greg's good at his job. Dude. But the, like the he small is. amount he did talk about was good. It was real good. Yeah, it was great, yeah. Kevin. It was great. So go check it out. We have cool friends back to interview. Uh, the waves outside are still way too big, and there's no ships inside. But mom makes Ponyo some noodles, and it's freaking adorable. And then, of course, once the noodles have, uh, are done steeping, uh, she opens it up, and Ponyo is overjoyed to learn that the noodle dish has ham in it, and she eats it so damn fast she falls asleep. And let me tell you, I've been there as well. Uh, I used to do the same thing on Friday nights after watching the one-two punch Tim of X-Files and Briscoe County Jr. You want to see a kid take down four bags of popcorn with his own melted butter on top? Go back to like 1993. You can Wait, watch me do that. Where did Small Wonder play a part in this? Small Wonder was in the 80s. So Small Wonder was, I think, and also it was like on earlier in the evening. So I would not have passed out after that. I like the, to have second dinner after Small Wonder. Got it. What's the Briscoe County Junior is <laughs> like? It's a like Briscoe County has a son named Briscoe County Junior. What's going mm-hmm. on here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> i think it was i think it was a bruce uh what's his name the guy from army of darkness but like yeah. an actual county like, an actual county that's not a person's name the adventures of briscoe county jr no that was his name yeah oh like, i thought it was like briscoe yeah, was, county yeah. was a place but here's no, junior no, 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 no. in there he was, the, the main character's name was briscoe county jr there got was a briscoe it county okay senior. and uh listen guys this was a very Wait. short-lived show starring bruce campbell from army of darkness and evil dead fame of course uh, and it did not last very long, but X Files went on to last for a long time. So I had excuses to eat myself to death at a very young age. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Wave Outside, Briscoe County Jr. We're caught up on all that. That's great. The Wave Outside is because Ponyo is asleep. Uh, Mom spots a light at the senior center and goes, Oh no, they must still be awake. I'm clearly gonna, this is clearly a good motivation for me to leave these two five year olds unsupervised to go and investigate. And this is at a point where I would think I would be like, Dad, we got to talk about mom. She she needs some help because she's making poor choices here. She's losing it right now. Without the you, old yeah. folks home, mind you, is an old folks home. OK, where they have workers who you assume are there at night to make sure that when the old folks start choking on peas, someone's there to fucking hammer it out of their chest. But they why would power. you need to go? Yeah. But there's like, got to be it, someone else there. But isn't it a but real thing that at old folks home when they lose power, like. The chance of people dying is really high. Like, uh, oh yeah, sure. Use, Rico, use a lot of life support. Is it is it higher yeah. than leaving two children unsupervised no, during a up. fucking she tsunami? She shouldn't have left. The There's two a kids hurricane, home. have a torrential downpour happening outside, and this magical kid just appeared, and you're like, 
I think they've got it. I'm going to go uh, help these old women who have had their time. Tim, Krypton had its chance. Krypton the- did have its chance. Uh, Nick, Nick makes a good point, Kev. Sorry. Nick, <laughs> did you watch yes. a lot of this Briscoe County Jr.? I watched the whole fucking thing, Kevin. I did was super watch- bummed when it got... I was super bummed when it got canceled. <laughs> Can you explain at all about the Fountain of I, Youth and what the fuck is going on in any of these I scenes right here? I don't remember a single solitary episode of this show. I just remember. <laughs> did he have a big metal ball? Yeah, I'm sure he did. It was supposed to be kind of like Wild Wild West, if you remember that. This show looks interesting. You should watch it, man. Maybe you'd like it. I think it only lasted one season. It's on Amazon Prime for there's free 20, right now. There's 23 episodes. Why yeah. is he writing a metal cannon thing? I'm t- it was like Wild Wild West. It was like science and stuff and invented yeah. stuff. Yeah, oh, like steampunk sort of stuff. Yeah. All right. Cool. And I forgot the other actor's cool. name, but Julius. Oh, yeah, Julius Carey was in it. And I love Julius Carey because I believe he was shown up in The Last Dragon, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Anyway, I digress. Everyone, go watch Briscoe County Jr. We'll be doing that in review one <laughs> no, episode at a time no. for the next 23 weeks. <laughs> uh, we're going to do it at 7 o'clock at night on twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez Jr. or whatever the fuck his, his name is on Twitch. Anyway, the waves outside of calm. Anyway, uh, boom, mom goes off and she leaves uh, out in the sea. Dad spots lights on the horizon. He's like, oh, I've never seen that coastline before. And then soon realizes to his horror that it's not a coastline at all. It's a bunch of boats caught in a massive uh, wave that's being pulled up by the massive moon. Somebody call Sean that's Finnegan. No Let's moon. have this debate. That's a space no, station. No, it was a moon. Uh, the ship gets overtaken by a golden wave of fish led by the goddess of mercy, who I'm assuming is Ponyo's mom. Uh, Fujimoto comes by the house and peeps in the window like Sam from Lord of the Rings, and he sees his daughter has turned into a human, and he is pissed, but he can't enter because there's old magic there. Old magic, like Harry Potter. Uh, he swims over in his boat and watches as Ponyo's mom rolls in and they have a really fun conversation because she's huge. She's just really, really big. And he's like, man, you can just see in his eyes. He's like, just one more time, you know, let's make another Ponyo. How do they make the other thousand Ponyos? That's what I want to know. Are they younger? Well, are when they, they all... fly when they fly into the air, they like a bunch of them become like older versions. You remember? Did you see that? Yes, I remember that at the very, very end. Yeah. Where the, where the, you know what? Like when, when super hot wizard mom and and super hot mom are talking to each other and she's like i'll take care of her or whatever and they're holding hands like i think super hot mom fell in love with super hot wizard mom they I think were that they, out, I think, they were hanging out for a really long time right they yeah were like, hey, I, I think she was like i don't need my husband night. i don't need they're my like, husband i need somebody who knows how to work me you know they're Jesus gonna go Christ, on vacation in Napa. Thanks. We're getting, we're getting. It's, it's very seldom that someone says something that shocks me. But Andy, no, and it's always Andy. It's, it's always, always Andy, Andy that says the thing. Like Nick will say, all the Napa things, babes. but Andy says one three-word mm-hmm. grouping per mm-hmm. interview that makes me go, "Oh no, that's mm-hmm. the thing that's gonna get us." That's the Corn, thing. Yeah, Andy. and it's, no, but, uh, to be honest, it's very relieving for me. question about the the whole transformation process of this little ponyo right every time she transforms it's fucking horrifying every single time and it happens throughout this movie yeah more times than i wish that it would but whatever it's happening there's that mid anamorph sequence where it's like she's kind of not human and not fish but just a little bit of both so when all these other little ponyo are turning into these fish and into these other creatures and get a little bit bigger are we just seeing them in like a mid transformation I don't yeah. know. I think it's supposed to there's there was one nod to evolution where he's like she's gonna turn into sea foam if they don't fall in love, which is and then someone's like that was little mermaid came from what's that? That's the original Little Mermaid uh folktale. Oh, interesting. Like, little mermaid does not end like the movie. It ends with her turning into sea foam. Wait, for That's real? Yeah. 
the the real story yeah it's really tragic the real day i think uh i think it's danish no yeah danish right Something like Hans that, yeah. christian anderson or some shit like that exactly because i know they when i was in denmark they have a little yeah, mermaid statue yeah it's and creepy. about the original the arms it's got, like, fucking weird and people always they had to put up like uh i think either fences or they have to the, people are constantly trying to fuck with it yeah, yeah. tim respect. i totally agree i think the transformation scenes are really off-putting and i'll tell you why they remind me of a couple of the creepy monsters from Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. The 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 human looking things that have weird ass facial proportions. They kind of look they have like frog shaped mm-hmm. heads, but they are human skin with eyes and stuff. Yeah. That's what she sort of reminds me of when she's doing her mid transformation stuff. It looks really bizarre. And she's just keep it either one of the other. She's adorable either way. I don't want the middle creepy. So, creepy. Do we ever get an explanation of why Pon- Ponyo is the only one that's like big? We did not, but apparently she tasted blood, and now she has torn a hole in the fabric of reality. And uh, Fujimoto needs Grand Mamamaru's help uh, to kill Sasuke. I assume at this point, I'm like, I guess they're just going to take her out. But it turns out that's not what he needed. Uh, he tells uh, she tells Fujimoto let Ponyo become human uh, and for for uh, for good to test the boy. And he's like, that sounds risky, uh, but let's do it anyway. He says, if Sasuke's love is Sasuke's love is real, then Ponyo will be permanently transformed and balance will be restored. If not, she'll turn into sea foam. Either way, win win. Right? Uh, we got like a thousand more of these little fuckers, so we can just keep doing our genetic tests, just like the end of Alien Covenant. And who knows? Maybe it'll spur a series in the 1970s that everyone will love, and then they'll drive into the ground later in the early 2000s. God, they uh, into the ground. Fuck, they beat that thing like a dead horse. When they wake up the next day, they find the water at the door. Uh, Mom is nowhere to be found, so Ponyo blows up Satsuki's toy boat, and they set off after her. And I'm, this is where I'm like, this is why I'm too much of an adult to watch this movie, Tim. Because my first thought is, is no one concerned of what the water damage is going to do to the foundation of this house? Like, this is hundreds of thousands of dollars. This is potentially having to just destroy this house and rebuild it mm-hmm. at this point. But I, I mean, guess it's more than just the house. It's everything. Everything yeah. is submerged, and it is like uh, this is, another this is a disaster moment. moment. Movie. where i'm like yeah. this is a disaster and people are just acting like it's not yeah They're, you get they dude you get chill the, you, exactly kevin you if a drone flies overhead and gets over you know in the sky footage of the ground below like fema's freaking out this is a world crisis everybody's they're sending people from all over to come help out with this, this is like did you see how uh some firefighters from mexico are being uh, flown to oregon to help with the fires that's crazy yeah, it's really, really cool. But um, I feel like a lot of people need to go out and help this area because this is a disaster and, and they they will not recover from this for another like decade. <laughs> it's it's truly, truly sad. And again, that one family on the boat, a little too calm, Kevin, a little right? too calm with the baby, the mom and the dad with the little baby. They're no, just like you. What's you start here? to wonder what. Yeah. What do you know about this? Right. Yeah. But a question I have is how much was the magic affecting everything? Because yeah, like towards the end, we get these these old women that go into the water and like everyone's just living underwater for a while. Right. And then they come and out they and they can walk again. Yeah. yeah. But even when they leave the water, they can still run. So it's well, like, I think that was going on here. I think that was Warlock uh, meth head dad. Uh, mm-hmm. Liam Neeson that was helping out a lot with the walking ability, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. I thought hey, there was also the scene know. where he's on the boat talking about all these fish that have like gone extinct that are back now. 
Oh, or, right. Oh, like the prehistoric boats. Yeah. Well, that's right yeah. before the kids uh, try to figure out how to fire up the boat. And how did they do that? That's right. They start playing with fire. And I got to be honest, at this point, I would be shocked if this movie didn't end with child services being called. The mom. Because these kids are kids horribly unsupervised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the way to the senior center, they see all sorts of ancient fish. This Kevin's talking about. They spot a nearby boat and head over to introduce themselves. Uh, then they state, uh, stare at the couple's fucking super angry kid for a while. And then uh, they oh, offer some soup. Baby, and then the mom eats the soup and the ponyo gets pissed off. And the mom's like, dude, kids can't have soup. But I help if I eat the soup, then I can I can help make milk and then I can feed the kid. And I'm no. like, thank you for that quick lesson in human reproductive cycles. Uh, that was weird and unnecessary, but whatever. <laughs> Circle of life, right, Tim? Circle mm-hmm. of life. We all come mm-hmm. from sea foam. We all go back to sea foam. Exactly. exactly. The soup we You're eat, learning we it. That really I love matters. it. Ponyo, watch it. Uh, let's see. Komiko spots them uh, from the shore and she wants to ride with them, but there's no room and no time. Satsuki has a job to do. And she's like, and then, but like, you know that they wanted to write the line as they disappeared just off in the distance. You're five. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have anyway uh kamako let's see uh, their candle runs out so sasuke gives ponyo uh, another one to make it bigger but she falls asleep instead uh, uh w- with no other option sasuke jumps into the water and starts pushing uh, soon reaching the floor and being able to walk uh and stand upright he pushes her all the way to the shore and the boat shrinks back down to normal size forcing sasuke to drag ponyo up the shore she wakes up and he tells her he, uh, he was scared and he says don't turn into fish again i'd miss you uh, and then he spots his mom's car up the road and it's been there for like two weeks a uh, fun fact him i don't know if you got this or not uh this actually picks up about 20 minutes into where spirited away started uh, mm-hmm. And so that and thus all the references to ham turns out they've been eating Sasuke's mom the entire time. Holy exactly. Jeez. Miyazaki yeah. cinematic universe. Fucking bananas. Uh, Sasuke cries. He can't find his mom because uh, Kanyo ate her or Panyo ate her. Uh, then they head up to the to the road to find mom and holding hands as they walk. Uh, mom. Most of the town, of course, is underwater. A giant jellyfish bubble uh, encapsulates the old ladies. And Fujimoto tells them that they all they're, they're like. Oh, excuse me, gathers them as they're all running around like children. He tells them that uh, the time has come to bear witness to the sacred test of love. And all these people are like, wait a minute, a t- sacred test of love sounds a lot like some sort of weird cult ritual. Um, are they too young? Definitely. Did that stop mom from leaving them by themselves? Nope. The 80s was fun, everyone. And that's what I'm talking about, right, Andy? Another thing to be scared of was when your parents just left you alone in the 80s. Uh, too bad this movie was made in 2008. We have learned yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. The old ladies spot Sasuke's mom, uh, Lisa, who apparently has her name. We get her name for the first time, and she's rapping with Grandma Mamar. And this is where Andy's uh, so eloquently put that maybe they're planning a vacation to Napa without their significant others because they just got to get away. Um, they ask Lisa what's going down, and her mom seems oddly excited that they're all there to maybe have their children, put their children in mortal danger. Uh, Sasuke and Ponyo reach the entrance to the tunnel that eventually leads to an amusement park, and they head in. Uh, they hold hands as they walk through the darkness. Ponyo falls asleep and reverts back to chicken form. Sasuke runs her to the shore and dips her in the water but it doesn't work she turns back into goldfish so he eats her uh now give me my parents back you you witch no uh sasuke yells uh for her to wake up but fujimoto quiets him he takes he wants to take him and ponyo to see his mother but toki stops them a choice has to be made or the moon will come so close the world will be underwater uh fujimoto gets angry so ponyo spits in his eye and they run off uh fuji says uh sends his wave gang after them and they uh they dive to safety but are overtaken anyway what an amazing shot what a just such a dope thing he just dives and then just like wrecks that old lady it's just fucker uh, he's like oh no by the way he's like catch me she's like i'm 90 (laughs) the wave the waves take them down quick question here so all the water is going to the this side of the earth does that mean the other side of the earth a lot less water they're finding a lot of gold 
they look down like all these ships are here let's get in there so and get much gold, gold before the water comes back um, that was a really bad gold member tim yeah <laughs> it wasn't it was the gold member actually it was it was no Tim. I, it was no. close you guys uh, the wave know. takes them down to the what deep, and then little Ponyo help the, uh, helps them breathe with the bubbles. They enter the jellyfish anus, and uh, Sasuke is reunited with his mother and the old ladies. Everyone can breathe underwater, and Sasuke meets Grandma Mama Mar. Uh, to become a real girl, Sasuke has to accept uh, her for what she truly is. Uh, could you love her if she moved between two worlds? And the kid's like, I'm fucking five. I don't understand all this. Of course I could. I love my fucking, I love the green bucket that I've been running around with. Of course I yeah. can love this kid. It's my favorite um, thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, I, there's the green bucket in human life. Exactly the same to five-year-olds, yeah. by the way. Exactly the same priority-wise. Okay. Uh, let's see. He says, yeah, why not? It's a big responsibility, but I really love her. And also, I'm 10. I have no idea what responsibility is. None of this means anything to me. Just make this hell stop. Uh, Grandmama Mar tells Ponyo uh, that to become human, she must abandon magic. And he says, okay, again, we, who cares? Uh, the balance of nature is restored. Life begins again. Everyone is happy, even the old ladies who will, who will uh, once again continue uh, to, to be in wheelchairs until death eventually finds them. They're all happy. Grandma Mar tells Lisa, good luck. One kid is easy. Two might as well be ten. Uh, also, what's dad going to say when he comes home and finds a new kid? I would have questions. I would be like, where did this kid come from? And who is the father? Who is your daddy? And what does he do? Uh, Fujimoto gives Sasuke his boat back and wishes him luck. And then, uh, They wave hello to the father's ship and Sasuke kisses the bubble and turns Ponyo back into a real girl for life. Then we get that broke-ass Totoro ripoff song and the closing credits start and i hate it no nick and you need to go back and listen to the never remix. going to never going you to. have to it is so <laughs> fucking out of no you, you right andy like there's a yeah. sharp left turn and it's just yeah. like oh fuck we got I, I, had, I had put down I, you know i i'm listening to the 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 silly kind of whimsical nature of the first song and i and i'm looking at my phone and suddenly like and I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> so I look up, it just changes, dog. Listen, really listen, good. Tim, I'm sure that Lil Zane makes great music, but I'll never know. Yeah. My first impression of this kid is that he's a degenerate and I don't care for him. Okay, I don't care. It's a little Zan. It's a little Zan. Is Zan little Zan. a musician? He looks, of course, he's a musician, Kevin. Anyone with a face that too is either a rapper or a DJ. And I have uh-huh. all the respect for all of them. I say post seven syllables in line. the middle. <laughs> five for the first and last line. <laughs> if you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like so many of you did. Andy. Uh, I'm going to send this one to you because you have the singing voice of an angel. So I'm slacking it to you right now uh, because Andrew Feisner wants this to the tune of Kiss from a Rose. If you could do that for me, I would appreciate it very much. Kiss from a Rose? Yeah. Oh. Used to be a man of the Tower. Uh, but I don't know the... I don't know the... Tower, uh, kiss by a fish in a pail. Ooh, and let her love her man. Like it doesn't make sense. I don't know what. Hold on, I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna send it to Nick as well. See which one of okay. you can nail see, this. See what, yeah, you Nick, know what, Kevin? I, fuck it. I'm gonna send it to you too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Tower in the sea. Like it's just the the syllables don't match. Up. Fish in a pail. But that's it. That's what I did. Remy, <laughs> that's it. That's all you got. Yeah, that's what I did Nick, too. You got man. it, dude. That was great. Thanks, Kevin. I really nailed it. No one else did it. Frank Furter wow. says, uh, Ponyo, Ponyo, Pon. Yo, Ponyo, Ponyo, Ponyo. What is a Ponyo? <laughs> you got to fucking listen to the song, guys. You got to get educated. Learn some goddamn shit. I'll listen to it later. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. 
big time says watch this movie high lots of fish swimming nearby giant fish spirit sexy why because because uh, we need it mm-hmm. you know yep. we need it because we all secretly want to make out with the ocean and that's mm-hmm. it we just gotta get up in that ocean get up in that ocean what else do we got here after haiku and review you know what that means it's mvp time who's the mvp in this movie the ranking right now number one yeah cool from Mononoke. Number two, Dope Daddy from Totoro. Number three, Fujiko from Castle of Cagliostro. Number five, uh, four, Fio from Porco Rosso. Number five, The Boiler Guy from Spirited Away. Number six, Calcifer from Howl's Moving Castle. Number seven, The Pirates and Dola, Castle in the Sky. Number eight, Osono from Kiki. Number nine, Taito from Nausicaa. It's out of the mom. It's out of the hot mom, it's the green pail, mom. or the toy boat. <laughs> the green pail. <laughs> I would say it's the hot green mom. pail. I'm gonna go with the green pail because oh, the green pail mom. did more for did more to help the kid than the mom ever did. All the mom did was ply these kids with sugar and then go get drunk in the next room and pretend like she has a headache. If you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing with the it's hot mom. A headache mom. It's called a hangover. The hot mom deserves many shout outs for sure. It's hard to call her the MVP in relation to the protagonist because she legitimately just leaves them and it's fucked up because they're five. But I think she does a lot of good. And I think the conversation she has with the the large sea woman goes a long way for her value in the the place of this yeah, movie. And and but here's my thing. Like I, I don't know that she's a surefire win for this. And if she is, she's very low on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, very low. But, but I can't so think of the, anything else. So with the green yeah. pail. The green pail, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Hey, let's vote on it right now. Who thinks it's the green pail? Yeah, you're out voting uh, it's the green pail. <laughs> so where's the green pail go? Smack that in the bottom. Okay. <laughs> Smack that in the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun now, guys. We're having a great time. Uh, all right. Now it is time to rank the movies. Uh before Spirited Away is number one. Number two is Princess Mononoke. Number three is Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind. Number four is My Neighbor Totoro. Number five is Kiki's Slippery Service. Number six, Castle of Cagliostro. Number seven, Howl's Moving Castle. Number eight, Porco Rosso. Uh, number nine, Castle in the Sky. Oh, I don't know why I said Princess Mononoke was two. I was mad about Howl's being that low. That, that's mm-hmm. that's my bad. Tim, can you send oh, And me you're that bad list? for putting it that can low. Can you send me that yeah, list? I would put this above Porco. I, I like this more than Porco, but I didn't really enjoy it that much more than Howls or Castle of Cagliostro. Belinda writes in and says, I love the style and tone of Ponyo, the whimsical imagination of it. It feels like a storybook in all the best ways. It seemed like a childlike Little Mermaid to me, which I enjoyed. Also, the voice cast is baller. As a story, it didn't entice me as much as the other movies. I wanted more heavy emotional beats where we got playful, aimless scenes. Ponyo and Sosuke are cute as fuck, and I love their entire relationship, but it wasn't enough to sustain the movie for me. I would rank Ponyo right above Porco Rosso. So there we go. That that would be third to last. Um, Yeah, I would... Um... I would put this below Porco, Porco Rosso. I would put this below Castle in the Sky, if I'm being honest. I would put and this below Princess Mononoke at number three. You're insane. Wait, no. Yeah. It's a competent movie. It's crazy. Two, Tim, Princess Mononoke is number one. So no, Spirited Away is number one, uh, oh, and it's a crime. I see the no. spacing there is weird. God, Spirited yeah. Away is number one, huh? Let's go. Let's go one by one. Who thinks it's better then? That's my favorite. Who thinks it's better than Castle in the Sky? Raise your hand. Actually, I don't. I think Castle in the Sky is better. Not everyone. My hand's down too. I was going to say everyone except Belinda. Or everyone except Kevin. Um, So then 
Yeah, sorry. Now I'm confused. It's hard to do this without without Belinda here. Uh, who thinks it's better than than Porco Rosso? Raise your hand. The rankings now are wrong, but number one, Spirited Away. Number two, Princess Mononoke. Number three, Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. Number four, My Neighbor Totoro. Number five, Kiki's Delivery Service. Number six, Castle of Cagliostro. Number seven, Howl's Moving Castle. Number eight, Porco Rosso. Number nine, Ponyo. And number 10, Castle in the Sky. Next week, we are closing this out with The Wind Rises. And I got to be honest, I'm ready. I'm ready to move on from this. It's been a great time with you, gentlemen. What's up? Do you know what this movie's uh, like about? Not the slightest like, clue. Not the slightest prepare clue. Prepare yourself because it's not like any of these movies. Really? Yeah. <laughs> What's what the that I don't even know. I don't even know. It's a war movie. We'll have to find movie. out it's like next a week. real movie. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Lexi Gunner saying it's a long movie. Strap in. Long God. movie. God. Uh, Damn it. Really? All right. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. I know.